You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie, Kingsman, The Secret Service. A spy organization recruits a promising street kid into the agency's training program, while a global threat emerges from a twisted tech genius. Let's jump into our spoiler-free section of this review. Alright, guys. Uh, what should we say? Uh, well, now I'm curious at Jacob's reaction. <laughs> there, there are parts of this movie that made me cringe. Just like, oh my gosh, there's... That that scene in the middle of, middle of the movie that I'm like, oh my gosh, this, uh, and the other one be like, you're not gonna do this, are you? Please don't do this. <laughs> or the or the very or the very end, which this is my first time viewing the film. Oh, okay. Well, there's being, that. being being our, being uh, being. I can understand in, the shock value there. Yes, you know, being the first time I'm watching the movie, and then Drew dropped a small hint. Of, I said there. I, I told him what my favorite part of the movie was. Yeah, without oh, okay. telling him what my favorite part of the yeah, movie was. Yeah, and so that scene pops up. I'm like, ah, oh my gosh! I mean, like it's cool visually, but uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the back of my seat. It's like, oh my word! <laughs> wow. God. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Be like, the movie was good. Be like, there, there, there are parts of it, but then there's parts of it like. Eh, you yeah. act as if there's blood in this movie. No, there's, there's not. Well, there is. <laughs> there's bit. digital blood. Yeah. It's not even blood. It's not that bright color. There, there, there is some bloods in in some of this. Yeah, there's quite a few blood splatter. Yeah, like yeah. when he when he when there's some shooting of people that does occur. Yeah. Okay, granted, yes. True. Anyway. And some slicing. And some slicing. True. <laughs> yeah, but be like the the story. I don't think of it that way because. Sorry, you finish. I'll say my piece in a minute. <laughs> The story itself is very well done. Uh, they the fact that you have our our kid for our our young kid from the streets who gets pulled into this society or gets pulled into this organization, and like it's it's a really good coming of age story almost. And there just there are just parts of it that makes me cringe. I feel like the vil- I feel like the villain sometimes would be like, "I'm gonna be sick." So, this movie is not family friendly. If you didn't, no, know it's not. It's not. Uh, I don't remember Definitely what it's not. rated. Uh, I think it is rated thing. R. It's R. It is R. Okay. For, yeah, if just... for no other reason than language, though. Yeah. Violence is up there too, even though it's all kind of over the top and not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. They they des- they describe the film as James Bond on steroids. See, I, I mean, it's got Secret Service elements, but I don't think of James Bond at all when I, I don't watch connect this, it with James Bond either. I think if you took a Disney coming of age film uh, and and had Tarantino direct it and took a little of the blood away, I think that's what this <laughs> feels like to me. Uh, so, well, according to the director and everybody else, be like it was directly inspired by James Bond. It may have been well, inspired, inspired at the very by, beginning by James Bond, yeah, but it has more to do with. Let's see how much fun we can have. I, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, with these fight scenes. You you can inspire a film with anything. It doesn't mean it feels yes. like a James Bond film. For how many references in the movie there to James Bond True. there is? And, well, uh, I'll get into that. And McDonald's, that for that matter. There are plenty, yeah. 
Um, yeah, quite a few. But yeah, uh, what else? It, I think <laughs> most, uh, it's a highly rated film. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm not going to say this is my favorite movie that came out of that this year, that year. But I enjoyed the fool out of it. I think the first time I watched it, A, I was in the theater. And it was one of those where I was cackling my head off throughout every fight scene. I, if that makes any sense. Uh, I just enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the over the topness of this. It's, I, I, I'm not even gonna say I love it. It's just I really, really liked this movie, and to the point where I forgot most of the curse words were in it. Uh, suggested <laughs> mm-hmm. when the Golden Circle was coming out that me and mom suggested to my mother we would enjoy this movie, and she went and watched the edited for TV version, which of course had nothing in it, and then we went to the Golden Circle. And I regret that. I think most because people there is saw a certain the Golden Circle regretted it. That's a... yeah. Well, I regret but it's it for a sequel one... coming out. There's quality issues in that one, tr- true. Yeah. But the reason I regretted it was one scene that is not a kind of scene you want to see in a movie when you're sitting next to your mother. Mm. <laughs> I have not seen the second one, but that's because I left the theater from the first one and went, "That sucked." I'm that guy. Sorry. I just. I, oh wow. I did not like this movie. There are things I like about it. Uh, obviously, I try to be a little uh, supportive of all. The, it's got a fantastic cast. It's got, I say that in general, there are a lot of big names, mm-hmm. a lot of really good names. Um, you know, but uh, this movie was not for me at all. Uh, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. What's that? And that's fine. Just yeah. like Halloween wasn't for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's good. I, I, so... Bear with, uh, just just bear in mind, some people don't like this movie and some people love it. It's kind of yeah. the way that goes. So, uh, I guess with that, it's probably a good time to jump into our spoiler-filled section unless you have anything else. I uh, can't think of anything. Good. All right, we're now entering the spoiler-filled section of this review. If, uh, by any means, you haven't seen this uh, and are afraid of spoilers, don't like them, would rather not have it spoiled for you, please pause the recording and come back and watch it later. Otherwise... Bear with us as we talk about this film, good, bad, the ugly, etc. So, here we go. Except we're not reviewing the good, the bad, the ugly. We're reviewing Kingsman, (laughs) the Secret Service. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm aware. That's that's another movie for another day. I knew what you meant. I just had to play the the cards. I was dealt. Always. Um, So, all right. uh, Where should we start, guys? I'm going to... I have a feeling y'all are going to semi-trash this movie. So, so I'm going to get what my likes out of the way so y'all can have your fun. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you know, we can we can mix it up. Just throw something sure. out. Yeah. We'll talk go for about it. it. Uh, we can go from there. Samuel L. Jackson as Valentine. Oh, yes. Is a wonderful, goofy villain. Yes. He's got a... Incredible going. He's, he's, a, he's kind of like Elon Musk, except without being... But but without a conscience, I would think. Although I have no idea how much Elon, how much of a conscience Elon Musk has. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't asked honest. him. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't know either. Let me ring but him up I mean, real fast. I, I love the idea of him with a lisp the entire time. Oh, yeah. It I just, love it. it. It makes me laugh at this guy who I'm supposed to be utterly scared of. The His plan, scarily, to some degree, makes, makes sense, sense. Even though It does. Even though logically <laughs> I don't think cell phones work that way no uh, <laughs> nor do chips work that way no either. no they don't 
Uh, I mean, this is very comic booky in its logic. Yeah. Granted, ever since but, it was based after a comic book. Yeah. It is. But it's just all it's just the villain i i love samuel jackson's valentine in this it's just so much fun i love his over the top the and i love his uh lines back and forth with oh what's his name uh harry hart what's what's that actor's colin name? firth colin firth i don't know yeah. why i couldn't think of colin firth's name but i love his and colin firth and samuel jackson's exchange every time they go back there especially discussing like you know uh you know if this was the kind of movie uh we were talking about (laughs) earlier i would give you a long-winded explanation as to my plan and uh you would somehow escape and we'd all come back to fight in the climax Mm -hmm. well i would be all fine with that well this ain't that kind of movie yeah bam yeah yeah and i remember going (laughs) (laughs) you just killed a major character which was fantastic yes it's like and then, in this viewing, I went, wait a minute. He's in the sequel. How's he in the sequel again? <laughs> I, uh, Who knows? I no also, spoilers, please. I didn't spoil anything. I just said he's in the movie. I am you also could, they, a big they fan. They spoiled it in the commercials for the sequel. So I am also I a big that. fan of uh, his performance as Valentine. Uh, I think yeah. Sam Jackson always does a really good job. Uh, he's really good at creating a fun character. Um and just rolling with it, whether it's yeah. a good guy or a bad guy. He usually always gives them just enough quirks and something different to make you go. Mm-hmm. And you can recognize and it becomes iconic. Yeah. It's yeah. not just like, okay, well, I'm just going to be mean or I'm just going to play well, bad. I'm going to do something different. That is the nice thing about Samuel Jackson is his Valentine is much different from his Mace Windu, which is much different from his uh, Fury which is much different from whoever the character he was he played in Pulp Fiction, which are the only four movies I could think of off the top of my head that Samuel Jackson is in. This is Zeus from Die Hard 3. Yeah, I haven't seen Die Hard 3. I've only watched 1 and 2. Okay. so I In do, my defense. So I do want to bring one thing up when you're talking about Samuel Jackson's character. Uh, so watching the documentary, which was fantastic, highly recommend watching the documentary over this, uh, apparently Samuel L. Jackson walked in, walked into the set, be like reading his lines with the lisp. Right. And so the director walked in. It's like, it's like, why are you doing the lisp? It's like, well, the fact that like when Samuel Jackson was younger, he actually had a lisp. Mm-hmm. And so it made him feel embarrassed or like he didn't be like it. It, it was the idea that he had a, he, he had a handicap. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Coming to this role, he thought, well, like, ah, I'll just slip back into my, my lisp and be like, it gives that almost a, not a vulnerability, but a, uh, a disability to the, to a character. So you're kind of off, you're almost a standoffist, like they described in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Like, and I thought it was genius. Absolutely agree with you guys 100% that Samuel Jackson's performance was absolutely gold. Well, and absolutely at the same time, terrifying. Well, he's one of those actors who knows how to make sure his characters are all different. Yeah. Right. And again, in this case, like I assumed he was the one who came up with the lisp. Just because he's that type of guy. He's the guy mm-hmm. who's going to think about the character and make him his own. He's not going to go, okay, well, what does the script say? Let me find all that out, and that's exactly yeah. how I'm going to play it only. He likes to play with it. He likes to 
step into the role and yeah. make it make it what it's supposed to be. So, yeah, you know, he's a very talented actor in that aspect. And again, Agreed. like like I said, he always brings different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also liked his uh, back and forth with Gazelle, mm-hmm. his uh, oh yeah, his henchwoman with the blade uh, runner blade legs. Yeah, she's literally a blade runner. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. Uh, hey, I do like her character because that's just she's just so funny. Yeah, she's matter of fact, like, see, we killed him. Wasn't that you? You killed him. Wasn't, wasn't oh that yeah, fun? I love that. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like she. You can tell she's she li- she doesn't mind working for the man, but she also doesn't put up with much. No, yeah. and she just and that and and that bit of him being squeamish around blood is about as that far was as her so limits good. Go. The 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 scene where um the uh oh what was the uh the first uh the agent we first meet uh oh uh, you mean, you mean Eggsy's from, dad uh huh you mean Eggsy's dad or the one that actually opened up the uh spot for the training. Yeah, 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 exactly. The one who opened up spot for the training. Okay. And Norrington from the Pirates of the Caribbean. That guy. Yeah, Norrington. Yeah. Um, so the the fact to be like she kills everybody. She has to cover up the bodies. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mark Campbell's character yeah. shaking in his boots, which is hilarious. And he, he goes, walks in this? just all kind of dapper and the whole bit. I, I was like, what in the world did I just step into? Yeah. And yes. Like, don't get me wrong, the movie is... I, I like the movie. I really mm-hmm. enjoy the movie. Except when it gets really, really, really violent. I'm like, well, let's talk I, I, about I, I get squeamish <laughs> about that kind of stuff. So here's the th- my thoughts when you're dealing with the violence in this movie. Yeah. A, it's all choreographed. Oh, yeah. It's beautifully, beautifully choreographed. choreographed. Agreed. B, while there is some blood, for the most part, when you have, well... Let's just say it. Heads exploding. No. <laughs> There's no blood. It's just blue and purple goo. That is true. That doesn't Until really correspond. One. It looks more like paint exploding out of a paint bucket. That is true. I, I like the creativity of that. Than it does anything else. And especially since an overheating chip would not make a person's brain explode. That is true. Well, but, but if it was wired to an explosive, I think was... But they don't say it's wired to an explosive. explosive. All well, they say is the thing overheats and kills the person. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a weird one, yeah. But I, I don't know. When they pulled it out, it was like a wire and a chip. I assumed there was something attached to it. They didn't show. if Whatever that wire is attached to, they never showed. So yeah. It just that's kind true. of felt like it was. It's another hole. The, the, the chip. It, maybe if there is an explosive, it's on, It's in one of those things that looks like a resistor, and it's actually maybe C4 or something. Sure. Who knows? But they don't actually say what it is. In right. either way, every time you see one of these explosions, at least for me, it was like. This is a preview of what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and what's coming is at the very end of the movie when they kill pretty much the heads of state and every major yeah. celebrity that would side with Valentine. Yeah. Literally, heads will roll. To mu- set to music. And I remember going, oh my word, this is strangely beautiful and amazing. Yeah. I can't believe they actually did this. This is so much fun. Despite the fact people are dying. <laughs> Yeah, right. but at this point, it's like Valentine at some point goes from being a very well-rounded character to the goofiest villain. It's like you don't really mind that he and his plans are going to get destroyed and be destroyed comically like this. True, even though it's kind of a dark comedy. That's the thing. I think this movie is more of a dark comedy than anything else. Well, it mm. is, but it's just so. 
that last scene is just so much fun. I understand. It's like normally I'm squeamish when it comes to blood and guts and such, but there's I don't really see that in here, so mm. I didn't have the issue. Well, see, my thing about it is, like I said before, it kind of feels like a kid-friendly Tarantino movie. Like yeah. they, they replace the blood with the the paint, uh, and they mm-hmm. make yeah. it look fun. And it has that classic kids movie style. Let's take yeah. this kid from the streets and we hoist him into a position of power. It's, it's yeah. Agent Cody Banks, but with teeth. Right, right. Yeah, um, and bullets. Know, and I felt like it was just... Or eh. spy kids with you teeth. <laughs> right. But I mean, there's so... And again, I'm not saying... That, that thing has been done a million t- ways. I just felt like it didn't have any oomph to it. Um, well, that's fair. I, I mean, you know... I think there could have been much better. I, I mean, maybe that's... I don't know. Maybe it's just a preference, whatever. I do enjoy mm. a good spy movie. Um, I don't I, even know if I'd well, consider this a spy movie. I know, but a well, spy it's a spy-themed film. You know? Yeah, it's a spy-themed film. Yeah. I agree with you there. But, I mean, it's basically a comic-slash-dark comedy kind of action film. You know? True. It, mm-hmm. It's kind of a mixture. Um, the I mean, the cast is good. You've got great people. You've got uh, yeah. everyone from... Um, I just, uh, Mark Strong's in it. You got Colin mm-hmm. Firth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Sam Jackson, as we've already mentioned. Michael mm-hmm. Caine plays a great role yes, in it. Yes, he does. Um, you've got the the um, the, the the gazelle or gazelle as her name is. Yes, uh, she plays the mummy in the modern mummy movie. She also played in Star Trek Beyond. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. she's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Taron Egerton, the guy who plays Eggy, Eggsy, whatever. Uh, is in a lot of stuff. I'm not a big fan of his, and that might as everything I've seen, I haven't been really impressed with so far. Um, I enjoyed his portrayal as Elton John uh, in Rocket Man, but it was really not, was not amazing. Uh, but he is a good singer. He is in like Sing, I think, and Sing Two, and some of the other and several other movies. Huh. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if it what it was about it for me, but. I mean, it's got a great cast. I mean, again, yeah, I agree Mark, with you there. Mark Strong. I think they did a really good job of putting Mark Strong in there to make you think that he's the bad guy because he always is. Yeah, uh, he kind of played very much like in Harry Potter, where you've got um, Alan Rickman playing mm-hmm. as that Severus dark, Snape. Yeah, playing mm-hmm. Severus, where everyone's going, he's got to be a bad guy. You know, yeah. it's very much that same thing. Mark Strong always plays a bad guy, but he's playing Merlin. You know. And you're all, and you're he's going, playing the tech, right? Oh. Well, well, he's playing the, the 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 teacher. Yeah, you know the instructor. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, well, he he might be the one who's behind some of this. Yeah, just from the look on his face, and he's Mark Strong. He's always yeah. bad. I didn't see that. I just saw him as the tech guy and the teacher. Sure, because he seemed to be fair to pretty much everybody, all, all of the students. And he yeah. is. I'm just saying they. I think they're doing kind of what they did with Rickman. And that they bring in someone who's well known for playing a villain, put him in a role that where you might be going, is there someone in the agency that's causing trouble? And you're going to look at him because he always plays a villain. Right. Uh, and in, well, instead, except in Galaxy Quest. I'm sorry. Except in Galaxy Quest. Right. <laughs> and uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. There are exceptions to the rule. Right. <laughs> but yeah, in this case, it's Michael Caine who is usually the good guy. <laughs> But, yeah. hmm. Which was a great turnaround. Great twist, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said with cast, I mean, again, you've got Mark Hamill even in it, and uh, you know, oh, he I does a great voice. job because he always does. Which the first time I saw this movie was before uh, 
you know, of course, long before Force Awakens came out. Right. And so I hadn't seen Mark Hamill in the flesh <laughs> since Return of the Jedi. Oh, wow. So I'm, I didn't I see the actor because yeah. for whatever reason. So I'm watching going, I know this guy. I know who this is. I know I know who this is. And then, of course, he after he dies, I don't think about it anymore. And I even forgot his name when uh, when it got to the credits. And I remember saying, Mark Hamill was in this? <laughs> who did he play? I, I think get I out get that, out the Google, IMDb. Oh, think, that yeah. guy. I think I saw enough of The Flash and stuff uh, since then to get me there. Yeah. Uh, now... Yeah. Well, I never watched the original Flash, and I gave up watching the CW Flash. Mm. Uh, well, when I didn't finish Arrow, <laughs> and I knew Flash was connected, it's like, well, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but being the first time I've seen this film, you know, I saw Mark Hamill, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's he going to do now? <laughs> like, even, even, <laughs> well, even, he was even, an original <laughs> character for a change. Well, yeah, but he apparently in the comic book... Like, his character was Mark Hamill, who got kidnapped because he was a celebrity. <laughs> and then by the end That's of the... That's creative, yeah, actually. Yeah, because oddly enough, because when they were making the comic book, they didn't have the rights to use his image. So <laughs> at the last minute, apparently a friend of a friend got a hold of Mark and got hold of the... I think it was the writer or the, the artist... And got in touch with him and be like, oh, yeah, we're doing this and this and this. And be like, you'll be like, we're using you as the uh, the celebrity. And so he escapes. And so by the end of the scene, Mark Hamill dies. <laughs> so in like the movie, Mark Hamill's character dies. <laughs> Not except his head doesn't explode. Well, I mean, it, I, I think it was a good scene where they kill him off. Uh, yeah, you know, it was good. It does a good job of bringing it together throughout. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. it works. I think that's one of the things they do very well in this is the surprise death. Yes. Kind of showing you that anyone can die at any time. Mm -hmm. True. So I do like that. Yeah. Um, And they do that straight from the beginning with the agent who gets in and, you know. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So I did want to bring up the the reason I was cringing so much (laughs) in the the spoiler free section. Was it the fight in the church? Well,. Oh, not at first. Scene, not I, not, not at first. Not at first. So we're going through the training, and their last obstacle is to shoot the dog. Ah. And a part of me, being the dog lover, I was like, "Don't shoot JB or the dog." What's JB. the JB. Yeah, don't don't shoot JB. Jack Bauer. Yeah, Jack Bauer. That's well, right. See, and that's that's another great thing because then we get the realization that most spy movies have a JB as their main guy. That mm-hmm. is true. At least all the big ones. Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah, I I love I loved the scene. I loved it. And so, so can I defend that? Okay. I kind of knew when the scene started. Yeah. When I, way back when I first saw this when it first came out that if he shoots the dog, the dog will be fine. Yeah. Because it just there was some hints especially near the end of that training montage yeah. that not everyone who quote unquote dies yeah dies they they're kind of at least of the training group because yeah. even they say the the kid that supposedly drowned at the first night he's working in their tech branch or something yeah she's working in the tech yeah, he's alive somewhere they say that after the fact but i kind of had the feeling well they're not the minute they uh are 
what is that guy? Mark Mark Strong opens his chute mm-hmm. after he asks why I was the the sacrificial lamb or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's not the word he used. I don't remember the word he used. But uh, I thought, oh, so if they weren't actually if he lied to them, who's to say they're not lying lying in their training because it doesn't make sense for a training for for an organization like this just to randomly kill people. Yeah, I agree with That's you on that. That's a misuse of assets. No matter how, yes, you want your strongest uh, agents to be able to stand up to everything, but yeah. you're not. If that person can be used elsewhere, you're going to use them elsewhere because they're yeah. already apparently past some security clearances by this point. Mm-hmm. By the time they're train, they're, they go into this training. Well, but yeah. as but as we know later, they don't keep all of them because right. what's his name, the the kind of douchey one. Well, no, no, uh, he, he, they never said he wasn't working for them anymore, although I think he would have left. The only reason he got into Valentine's yeah, uh, thing was because his parents invited. got an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but why would he turn him in if he was working for them? Because maybe he knew Arthur was actually, or Michael Caine's character was supposed to be there. And since he hadn't seen Michael Caine's character, but all of a sudden this no name from the, was for him, for him, just some no name from the slums uh, yeah. is showing up and acting like he knows the place. Oh well, he obviously must be doing something. He's probably going to try and stop Valentine. Yeah, they obviously somehow overpowered Arthur. His yeah. his uh, uh, the guy who sponsored him. Yeah, and I'm sure somehow they must have known. Maybe Ar- I, maybe he didn't know Arthur was dead. It's just that guy was just a villain. He was the uh, oh shoot, what's the kid's name? He was the Draco Malfoy of this group. Very You're true. supposed to hate him. Yeah. Okay. There's too much Harry Potter reference in this already. This is not, yeah. well, not a good episode, guys. Someone good. brought up Harry Potter. I'm just continuing with fault. the theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just continuing with the theme. That's all I'm doing. All right. Uh, so so I, I'll just say, when they said shoot the dog, I thought, you don't shoot the dog. There's a blank in that gun. Has to be a blank in that. He's either A, going to pull the trigger... The hammer's going to go down. It's just going to click so that he proves that he's uh, willing to yeah. do what has to be done, which is the entire point of that exercise. Or he's going to sh- or he's going to pull the trigger after some hesitation, and it's going to be a blank. The fact that he doesn't even pull the trigger, and you hear Roxy pull the trigger, if my- admittedly, it wasn't until I heard her trigger pull. It's like, wait, was that an actual bullet in there? Do we know? They're not talking about the dog, and so when finally Colin Firth explains, yeah, I thought I was right. They, they that that was a bunk. There was no way they were going to sh- kill this dog. For one thing, a character who kills a dog in a movie is automatically hated by all of the world. Well, yeah, <laughs> very okay, true. Here's the point. We so don't there's know. no way they would have killed this we dog. Don't, we don't know that there's going to be a blank, and he doesn't know. Like, yeah, no, but the, if, if when you're watching, it, it's like they. Okay. You can just kind of tell sure. they pull their As, punch at the last possible second every time yeah. with this training. Even though at the beginning it's not that obvious, you kind of get the feeling starting around, uh, oh, what was it? There, there was at some point in there, was, I just was getting the feeling, oh, there's, everyone's fine. Look, yeah. I hear what you're saying. The, no one's this, gonna may, get, this makes the girl a bad guy. I know she, she gets credit as a good guy, but she was no, going to kill she, the dog. We, but here's the thing. We don't see what she went through. It could be she was crying or nearly crying her full head off and pulled the trigger Doesn't just matter. because she knew she had to. Doesn't matter. She pulled the trigger. 
you shoot the dog, either way, or intend to shoot the dog, you are a bad guy. That's what Colin also, first says. Yeah, I had to redeem myself with this dog thing, uh, with mounting his dog and looking at him and feeling bad the rest of his life. Well, hold on, yes, hold, on. He made a mistake. hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, he that that dog. They still had that. He still had that dog till he died of old yeah, age. Yeah, eleven well, years. I know, I know that. I agree. But that's what I'm saying. And that's when he mounted. He it. knows he made. Uh, he did the bad guy thing, and he had to redeem himself over the next forever. But the entire point of the exercise is not a test of character. It's when yeah, the chips. It's a Kobayashi. It's not quite a Kobayashi sure. scenario because you have to. You have. You have there to is no way to win. So and this. Loyal. You're right. so loyal, you're willing to kill an it's, innocent. That's what it has yeah. to prove. It is the same reason why they tied him to the railroad tracks mm-hmm. and, and tested him that way and that's pulling them out of the way at the last second. That's different. Give yeah. it's, it's, it's the same your life thing. For an you risk, you risk, you That killing that's a sh- dog. That's showing Yes, the train thing is proving that you're loyal to the organization, that right. you're willing to risk your own life. But risking your own life is relatively easy. Risking somebody else's life is a lot harder emotionally. Definitely a, a beloved pet. Because that's now because when you're when you're willing to sacrifice yourself, that's a sacrifice. You're willing to lay down your life. This is the only way you're getting into this organization is if you do the one thing that no normal person would ha- would ever only need to do. Only despicable people would do. You're willing yes. to do it. Yes. But at the same time, they're also judging on their reaction. Oh, I know. And I know. Arthur I'm, hated I'm joking, Eggsy. But... Arthur hated Eggsy. I'm convinced that the tests were happening at the exact same time. Yeah. And... Uh, Mark Strong's character gave her just long enough that she finally pulled the trigger while Arthur stopped the test early. Probably. That's my theory. Mm. Now, yeah. my thought, my thought on that scene is the fact to be like you get from Eggsy's point of view that, okay, you have to shoot the dog. Mm-hmm. And so now you get his perspective and you get BJ, you get him looking down at BJ's very sweet little pug face and you're emotionally pulled in it's like oh my gosh he can't do it do not shoot the dog and obviously he doesn't shoot the dog and then explain later oh i shot the dog there was a blank in it yeah but also at the same time we're emotionally tied into it at the same time that's that entire scene in reality is there to make you like eggsy more than anything exactly roxy is his rival she was going to get in no matter what yeah i think (laughs) yeah but but to think, be like, did she actually shoot and her she, dog? She shot her dog, but the dog did not die. Right, True. right. She, None for, of the dogs for died. For all we know, yeah. she didn't. Sh- she wasn't aiming at the dog when she pulled that trigger. She put, could have been aiming at Mark Strong. It's like, oh, you want me to kill my dog? Well, fine. I'll see how you well, like it. Well, that's what Exy did. But he never pulled the trigger. No, he didn't. Because he's too good of a character while Roxy has a little bit of a nasty side but, to her. But there again, we don't know that information. We're just more speculating in that regard. Also, Eggsy came from the streets. She, I'm assuming because of where, the kind of feeling you get from where everyone else came from, she must have had some sort of training in this already and was already... She even says like, "Oh, well, this is normal army stuff they used to do there at the beginning of it." Yeah. yeah, maybe she thought, maybe she her mindset was, "Oh, this is the same." Of course, they're not good. You don't kill the dog. It's this. 
He, yeah. uh, while Eggsy had no, th- he was convinced they were trying to kill him every all the time. Yeah, she kind of guessed that she she called him on the bluff. Yeah, that's my theory. <laughs> Granted, now had the scene ended, now I would feel better about it if perhaps if the bullet was real and she did actually shoot the dog as if in the next season yeah they're congratulating her on joining the kingsman but now she's bawling that she just killed her best friend yeah. <laughs> you killed a german shepherd you monster well, a poodle. oh yeah it was a poodle she had the you poodle. monster because <laughs> they're good hunting dogs that is true they are they really are yeah. that is true whereas he got what he thought was a bulldog <laughs> <laughs> i love that part it's like <laughs> roxy looks like no it's not a bulldog it's not a bulldog it's not uh, get any bigger. <laughs> no. Well, he gets a little bigger. He'll get fatter, and his tongue will get longer, and he'll. Hey, at least they show the dog's age over the course of the however long this training is. Yeah, that is true. It's Most true. of the time, they never do that. Yeah, true. Okay, so to the scene that made me absolute cringe. Now I thought we just talked about. No, that. no, no, no. That was the build up to it. <laughs> oh my word! So the the scene in the. Kentucky Church. That was a fun scene. Now, okay, for, for me who had not seen the film, yes, I was like, it. oh my word, this is what Valentine's doing? And the, the, the pure brutality of everything, I was just like, oh my now, gosh. Ah. Granted, you, when that scene starts, you're already told this is a hate group church. Yeah, absolutely. So you're expecting uh, Westwood Baptist, essentially. Yeah, a the little entire time the scene's going. Right, and that you get, and you're hearing this guy going off on everything. Obviously, approaching mankind with hate and not with the love for the Christian love that you're supposed to have. Exactly. You're going. Well, I, I was thinking. Oh man, this is what everyone thinks we're like. Yeah, that's this what I thought. What, this is what all the liberals think we're like. And now they're going to shoot and kill all. I just thought, oh, it's just going to—they're going to drop a bomb or something. The first time I saw this, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the first time, second time I watched this in preparation for Golden Circle, I was like, okay, let's have some fun because <laughs> I know what's about to happen. This is going to be the best fight scene, best hand-to-hand fight scene I'm going to see this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Now. Mind you, it'd be like the choreograph, the choreograph, uh, choreograph, choreography in this film is tremendous. Yes. This scene is tremendously well done choreography wise. The oh, I'd be like I was, I was leaning back in my seat, like trying to physically distance myself away from the the fifty five inch TV I have. And I'm like ah oh. Uh, I'm, I'm cringing and pulling. It's like, ah, because ah. I mean, like, obviously, you know, our, our main, our, um, our, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi character, Colin Firth, yeah. Colin, Colin Firth. Firth is, uh, he's going to make it through it. He's going to kill everybody in here. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, ah, I was but cringing and just twitching the entire time. You, you did not like seeing Colin Firth being able to pull all of his, not, not pulling any of his punches, being the outright killing machine he was trained to be. Yeah, exactly. Being, and I was like, being, ah! You didn't like seeing one of our hero characters being filled with depravity like he, like God's common grace had been pulled from him in that place. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, I'm uh, just... that, that's a good point. 
Man, the the okay. So this is one of the things that bugs me about this scene uh, is the fact that a SIM card can make this happen. Yeah, yeah. But- that's my entire. If I have to po- poke any problem at this, is the fact that. A SIM card, which I think prior to this movie, most people didn't actually know what it was. Yeah. Because most people, having worked, sold cell phones, people don't know what these things are. Yeah. (laughs) But the fact that somehow a SIM card going into any phone can program it to turn everybody crazy. Yeah. 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 Or make their heads blow up. I think the tech in general, I think, with this movie is kind of an issue. Yeah. Because that's the thing is these SIM cards, I don't care how fancy uh, Valentine has made them. They have, in order to be compatible with the phones they're going into, yeah. they can't have that much memory. Yeah. So whatever, he, hey, it can't even hold the graphics that they show the phones using throughout the entire film when he activates the thing. They can't, and, and why would you put that on there in the first place? I mean, stylistically, it's great, but I mean... From a tech, from a practical point of view, makes no sense to have the phones pl- pl- show anything. Right, yeah. right. While it's, while this sound. thing's going off, you, yeah. Even if it's a sound, we don't know exactly how this thing goes off. It's give it shown to us as a sound, but yeah. yeah honestly, I think that's more of a byproduct to whatever pulse wave this the all these phones are emanating. Yeah, yeah. And it somehow it disconnects your like your moral compass and it disconnects your. Um, Inhibition. Your inhibition. And like you literally turn into a, like you have to kill everything in front of you. Yes. And I'm like, oh my word. I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, Valentine is an amazing villain. Like the idea would be like mm-hmm. the, oh, what's, what's the old phrase they even say in the film? The fact that be like, to be like, to have a very good villain, you have to be an equally bad villain yeah. who's very well done. Yeah. And for your the, hero to be. A good hero, he has to have a great villain to go off. Thank you. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I agree with actually. Yeah, just the story itself is very well done. I reiterate that beyond belief. It's just those scenes just like made me cringe and be like that. And if it was their intention to do that, bravo. Well, they I mean, obviously, beyond belief with well, that. Obviously, both those scenes are not yeah. supposed to make you comfortable. No, they're not. It's forcing you to look at the, to use a theological term, the total depravity man does when all of the rank, everything, every inhibition that we have, both morally and socially, is absolutely removed. Yeah, exactly. To kill anyone who makes you mad. Yeah. Or even, it'll show a reason not to kill anybody, but it's, it just makes them want to kill everybody. I mean, if you look at Eggie's mom, yeah, it's oh, not yeah. It's not a reason to be mad. It's just a part, just yes. going to kill the baby because it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, um, and I th- and the scene does a good job of, of explaining that, and we get this, and we can tell it affects everybody because our yeah. hero, who isn't the angry, horrible person in the room, is equally affected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then he gets shot in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that Which that I- scene was perfect. Well, I love how as soon as uh, Samuel Jackson pulls the trigger, he immediately feels like, oh, why did I just do that? Why did I give you the gun? You would have been a lot better at killing than doing this than me. Yeah, but that, that he literally he t- pulls it, pulls it, puts his band yes. around his mouth, and it's like he's going to vomit. And it's like, 
I, I love that. That was so great. Well, I love that as kind of a foreshadowing to the very end. Oh yeah. When he after Whoa. he sees everybody's heads getting blown off, and he just starts throwing up because he can't stand the violence. Yeah. Yeah. Are, like, are what he, were you expecting? Yeah. Why? That's the thing that gets me. Why did you put a bomb in everybody's head? Why didn't you warn them you put a bomb in everybody's head? Yeah. You're going to do that. I recognize it's to, uh, it's a safety measure to make sure the secret doesn't get out. But at the same time, uh, they don't show it as being an automatic thing where if I hear certain keywords, it's automatically going to go off. They, uh, when, before the end of the movie, of course, yeah. they feel like it's a, act like it's a male. Like somehow Samuel Jackson is listening into every conversation on the planet, or uh, no, of these group of people, at one time to make sure they never talk about it with someone who doesn't have the same microchip in their head. Well, he is a maniacal bad guy. Yeah, he is. Granted, but he's got other things to do. I mean, he did fly to China to at least see the manufacturer of those things. Well, he's obviously got people. You don't see him paying attention to that. And apparently they, oh well, yeah, true, and they all know mm -hmm. because... So Anyone who worked, for, everyone who worked for him had those chips in their head too. There's bound to be lackeys watching monitors. True. Yeah. You know. So I mean, that would be my assumption on that. So, but yeah, you know, this this film has even even though I, I'm not a big fan, uh, it does have a lot of good. Like I said, we've got some great portrayals, especially mm -hmm. Valentine uh, by Sam Jackson. Uh, Colin Firth does a fantastic job. Mark Strong, etc. And I think there's a lot of good in this movie. And they do a good job of, like I said, the roles they're doing. We, The acting's strong. Yes. Um, I think the the music isn't bad. I think it's pretty fun. Um, and some of the artisticness of some of the action can be fun. Like the first fight scene in the bar, I felt like it yeah. was too fast. Like I felt like it was I don't know. too we, fast forward. I, I, think, I think it's designed to be almost too fast because you're really seeing this from... Exy's point of view. Exy sure. can't keep up with yes. what's going on. Sure, but I felt like it was too fast for that. Well, like I felt like so. it was just a hair too fast. Just something I didn't like about it when I rewatched it. I went, eh. It was just too fast. Like it felt like it was sped up too much. I've seen. I mean, you know, you watch a lot of action movies and they do this. It's like this person's supposed to be super fast or whatever, super awesome, barring mm -hmm. you know Quicksilver or something like that. Uh, but it just felt like it was wound too fast. I guess really. Um, but you know, wasn't bad. wasn't a bad scene. I thought it was kind of cool. I love the uh, manners make the man essentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. manners um, maketh the man. man. Right. Um, and the you know, and I'm I'm looking. I want to watch the third one because I saw the trailer for the third one. It looked fun. Yes. So now the second. But that one, means you have to watch the second one, which uh, is. No they try. I put it this way: in all fairness, without spoiling anything, yeah, they tried to up one up this movie. Sure, that we they hired like a hundred people, <laughs> and in some cases it works. But the problem is, they didn't just one up the fight scenes. They didn't just one up the story. They one upped every part of it. Cool. And in a lot of cases, that does not work for well, me. I anyway, I remember when the trailer came out for the second one, and I saw all these actors listed in it, and I was like, you know, maybe. And I was like, nah, I didn't like the first one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go watch it in theaters. Maybe I'll watch it for free later. Yeah, I just haven't seen it, so I'm sure I'll watch it soon. Well, yeah, <laughs> we ha we have to watch it before the new one. Yeah, for whenever that comes out. <laughs> yeah, whenever. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else, guys? What do we want to hit on? Are we good? I think we're good. I think with everything that's been said about the sequel, now I'm worried to watch the sequel. <laughs> I'm except for one scene. The sequel's fine. Do I don't remember, think it's as good as this one, but don't forget Bill and Ted Two. Bill and Ted Two. You heard lots of bad things, and you liked it better mm-hmm. than the first. Agreeing. one. Agreed. Agree so, with that. I'm just saying, like, like I said in the spoiler-free section, there is a scene in that second movie that is not conducive to sitting next to your mother during. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the scene I'm talking I about. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. If you, that's all I'm saying. He's saying Do sex. No, that would have been better. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, well we'll just we'll wait and see. I'm sure we'll I, talk I, about it later. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll after get there we, when we get yes, there. Yes, we will get there when we <laughs> get there. I, I'm swear I'm gonna up. I'm gonna change the album art and put that underneath. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, okay. Uh. So let's let's, uh, let's jump into the star rating of this uh, this film. Um, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna Good. give it a three. I don't really like it, but it has some strong elements. Uh, again, like I just mentioned with the the cast, um, the cast is fantastic for the most part. Uh, Sam Jackson could almost carries this movie to a point that I enjoy it. Colin Firth does good. Mark Strong does good. Uh, you know, again, we've got Michael Caine, lots of Mark Hamill, lots of great actors. Mm-hmm. Sophia Boutella, uh, lots of people do a great job in this film not my favorite i don't know why i don't like it again like i said it feels like uh something i would have watched on a saturday morning disney uh kid grows up to become a hero uh show but with a tarantino flair maybe maybe a guy richie flair whatever something um but it just it just doesn't appeal to me Mm. that's but it but you know it's solid i'm i watched it again and i didn't throw up i mean it could have been bad uh, but it's not that bad. It's 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 got good elements. There are things I still enjoy, even though I didn't really enjoy the movie. So yeah, that's my review three. Who's next? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, it's a fun movie. I enjoy watching it. It does have some problems. I can't. And the main reason I'm stopping it at four is I feel like it doesn't really rank better than a four i can't really give it more than a four because uh, i don't know to get above four you got to do some extra stuff that this movie just doesn't do because while i enjoy the movie i don't really care about any of these characters <laughs> i'm kind of just along for the ride and so i guess that's really what it comes down to since i don't care about any of these characters i really don't care that any of them get killed when they get killed. I'm just it's it's like a roller coaster. I'm I'm on the ride. Whatever little extra you add to it has not helped any. So I'm not even thinking of it in terms of my how I enjoyed the movie. So yeah, okay, yeah, four. Jacob. All right. So me, I'm gonna break in the middle of you two guys. So it's gonna be a three and a half. Okay. I enjoy I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the writing. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the a lot of the overwhelming cursing and the granted I'm not either. But and the overly oh my gosh I'm gonna cringe here like top of 
the line violence. Be like, there again, it was all wonderfully choreographed. Mm-hmm. Be like, uh, cinema wise, character wise, I loved the villain. The I wasn't the hugest fan of our our uh, our protagonist, but he kind of grew on me a little bit. So for me, it's a three and a half because it's it's still a good movie, but I find its flaws a little more more to that. Its flaws are still there, but it's still a a decent enough movie to, you know, give it a middle of the road with a little more bump in the middle. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not the worst movie. It's no. just not my favorite movie. It's not an amazing film, but, you know, hey, it's got a good cast. It's got some good stuff to it. There is some interesting scenes. The choreography is good for most of the film. I mean, yeah. again, it does a lot of things right. Is it the best movie not in my opinion. A lot of people like it, though. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess uh, that's our review of Kingsman, The Secret Service. You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative or on Instagram as Passive Creator. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.